Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you're searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest and fifth series, Joyful and Battle Ready, is based on my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy, Find the Joy and Fight the Fear, and it has an imprimatur. Today, I'm inviting you to join a Cup of Joy women's group. They meet over coffee each week to go through the study questions. For more information, go to wrapyourselfinjoy.com and look for Cup of Joy Women. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello. Welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you are listening to my fifth series podcast called Joyful and Battle Ready. It follows the second part of my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy. Each week, we will cover how to welcome more joy into your life and how to put on the armor of God to keep the joy. So, this first podcast in the series is called Embrace the Joy and Stand Firm. I also want to welcome the Cup of Joy women in a one-hour small group study that accompanies each podcast. It's never too late to join. Go to wrapyourselfinjoy.com to register and receive free materials for the next seven weeks. Today, we want to remind ourselves that we are meant for joy. St. John Paul II said, God made us for joy. Pope Benedict XVI said, A yearning for joy lurks within the heart of every man and woman. Far more than fleeting feelings of satisfaction, our hearts seek for a perfect, full, and lasting joy. So you see, we must pursue true joy. It's interesting, about 45% of 12,000 people surveyed globally in the happiness report say they have not felt true happiness dating back to pre-epidemic. Around 25% surveyed say they don't know or they have forgotten what it was like to be happy. The natural question is this, are joy and happiness the same thing? What do you think? Pope Francis says, no, joy is not at all like happiness. It depends on external circumstances. Joy is a gift from the Lord. It fills us from within, so we must search for it. But the Pope warns, not in a selfish way, that leaves us old and wrinkled with faces like pickled peppers, unable to transmit the joy of a beautiful life. Joy is the certainty that Jesus is with us, the Father is with us, and it's to be searched for and shared continuously. If you allow God to give you His joy, it will change your life. You will radiate joy and love everywhere you go. It can even change the atmosphere around you. So why not start today? I'm going to give you three scriptures to help you get started in your search for more joy. In John 15, 9-11, Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Wow! 
These are amazing words from John 15, and they clearly point out that Jesus loves each of us the way the Father loves him, perfectly and completely. And Jesus wants you to have his joy, complete joy. Well, who wouldn't want that? And then let's see what the Father has for us. Psalm 16, 9 and 11 says this, Therefore, my heart is glad. You, Lord God, show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And in Jeremiah 31, 3, the Lord God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Wow, isn't it wonderful to remember that God loves you and he has fullness of joy and pleasures for you? Well, what about the Holy Spirit? Galatians 5, through 23 says this, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you see, joy and love are fruits of the Holy Spirit the result of the presence of the Holy Spirit living within you. Jesus died for your sins and for mine. And when he arose from the dead, as promised in John 14 and John 16, God sent the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit wants to bear deep, lasting joy in your life. So we can declare and we must declare with confidence these truths from God's Word. Declare means to state emphatically, authoritatively, and explicitly, and in this case, the truth of God's Word. So I give you these three declarations of joy and love from the Trinity, from God's Word. Please try to say them every day. Jesus, my Savior, you love me like the Heavenly Father loves you, and you want to give me your joy, complete joy. Thank you, Jesus. I embrace it. Heavenly Father, you love me and offer me gladness and fullness of joy in your presence. Thank you, Father. I receive it. Holy Spirit, you love me and produce the fruit of joy in and through me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh today. Well, now we're going to move on to Ephesians 6, where we are told by St. Paul, we must be prepared for battle. Can you relate to this statement? Almost daily, it feels like I'm in a battle. We sure feel that way at times. The Bible confirms the truth that we are in a struggle with a common enemy. Ephesians 6, 10-11 says it this way, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His power. Put on the whole armor of God, so you may be able to stand firm against the wiles of the devil. It's easy for to forget that Christian life is a continuous battle against three enemies, the devil, the world, and the desires of the flesh. Pope Francis reminds us of this when he says, no spiritual life, no Christian life, is possible without resisting temptations, without putting on God's armor, which give us strength and protects us. But in this generation, like in many others, people have been led to believe the devil is a myth, a figure, an idea of evil. Don't be fooled, Pope Francis continues. 
Christian life is a battle, a beautiful battle, because when God emerges victorious in every step of our life, He gives us joy, a great happiness, the joy that the Lord is the victor within us, with His free gift of salvation. But don't get discouraged. Have courage and strength, because the Lord is with us. When St. Paul wrote Ephesians 6, he was imprisoned in chains, according to verse 20, and surrounded by guards. When he says in verses 10 through 14, we should be strong in the Lord and stand firm, he's living these words out in real life. He knows what it means to face hardships and challenges and struggles. So you may wonder what he means when he says, be strong in the Lord and stand firm, which by the way, he says four times in some way. According to the dictionary, to stand firm means to refuse to change your mind or position. To stand is a military term that means to assume a state of military readiness and to hold a position when attacked and to resist an impending attack. When soldiers stand at attention before their commanding officer, they're looking at the superior to lead the way. Thus, to stand firm as Christians, we must not only be prepared to resist an attack, but we must, most importantly, Look to our commander, Jesus Christ. We cannot go it alone. We must embrace his power. To be strong in the Lord means to rely on God's strength, God's power, God's courage. He is with us. He's alive in us by the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 18.10 says this and more. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and is safe. Always run to the Lord. If you find yourself in trials and fears, discouragements, tribulations, or temptations, stand firm at attention before the Lord. You can trust Jesus to lead you as your commander. We can't call every uncomfortable situation we face from the devil, as it could be the world, a fleshly temptation, or our desires. But no matter the source, you can pray and turn to God in all of your battles. You have a commander, and his name is Jesus. So let's read Ephesians 6, 10 through 14. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God, so you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so you may be able to stand or withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm, stand. Wow. St. Paul calls these attacks we face wiles or schemes of the devil. I don't even like that word wiles. It has a sound to it that is shocking. Wiles means cunning strategies and ensnarements. We cannot ignore these wiles waged against us. Father Louis Camelli in The Devil You Don't Know says there are many common wiles of the devil of which you will struggle, including deception. The devil tries to tempt you with 
impure thoughts and persuade you to tolerate sin without repentance, which will put a wedge between you and God. It tries to lead you away from God by planting lies in your mind, so you want to walk further away from truth. And he comes for your joy. Division, another while. The devil tries to bring division, conflict, disruption within your family, your friendships, your community, colleagues, or coworkers that will include chaos, fighting, disunity, unhappiness, rather than healing, love, and harmony. You see, the devil comes for your joy. The diversion while. The devil tries to get you to focus on lesser things of this life and not on the things of God. He fills your life with distractions like cell phones, the internet, media, busyness. So you have no time to pray or read scripture or be active in your church community. In the end, you will feel restless, fearful, worried, and anxious because the devil comes for your joy. In the discouragement while, the devil tries to constantly remind you of past mistakes and old wounds. He brings up thoughts that you're too unworthy to serve God or you have no spiritual gifts because he comes for your joy. The Catechism of the Catholic Church clearly speaks about the spiritual battle we each face. This dramatic situation of the whole world, which is in the power of the evil one, makes man's life a battle. So what are we to do? The first step is to recognize that some of your struggles are against spiritual forces sent to challenge and frustrate your faith in your life. They're not flesh and blood. In a homily on Ephesians 6, Pope Francis says this, the devil is a liar and we must resist him with the truth and use our faith as a shield because the devil doesn't throw flowers at us, but instead burning arrows intended to kill. You may wonder how you can recognize if you are in spiritual warfare and facing some arrows or wiles. The Bible calls the devil tempter, murderer, accuser, liar, a stumbling block, and an adversary. Here are some examples of flaming arrows he throws at you. If you feel a barrage of worthlessness or insecurity, it's likely the accuser, Revelations 12. If you feel sudden temptations to move further away from God and what you know is right, it's likely the tempter, see Matthew 4. If you feel diversions that keep you from prayer, scripture, study, church, or faith activities, it's likely the adversary. See Chronicles 21.1. If you feel increased disunity, chaos, fighting, and unhappiness with those around you, it's likely the murderer who kills relationships. See John 8. If you feel discouraged in life in your attempts to follow God, it's likely the stumbling block. See Matthew 16.23. It's time to conclude our journey for today with a bit of reflection. So what can we do? Let's respond to Ephesians 6 and develop a plan to stand firm in the strength and power of the Lord with the three R's to stand firm and stand strong. One, remember, remember God's love. Your heavenly Father loves you with an everlasting love. Jesus, your Savior, your commander, loves you like God loves him. The Holy Spirit, your guide and advocate, loves you. Daily declare the three declarations of joy and love from the Trinity that we covered earlier. Two, resist. Resist the devil, including his wiles and temptations. James 4, 7 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When you feel 
tempted, call on the name of Jesus. If you fall, ask God's forgiveness and begin again immediately. Don't let that old accuser come in. Participate in the sacrament of reconciliation and go forward. Three, renew. Renew your mind with Scripture. God's Word will give you strength to stand firm, and He will counsel you and encourage you. The Word will help you resist the wiles and lies of the devil. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, be strong in the Lord. Weakness is no excuse to lay down and be spiritually slaughtered. The Lord wants to be your strength and weakness. Call upon the name of Jesus. I'd like to challenge you to try to memorize and declare every day this week, Ephesians 6, 10 through 14. Put your name in the words so the scripture becomes your prayer. I'll give you an example. I, Karen, am strong in the Lord in the strength of Jesus's power. My struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. I, Karen, will take up the whole armor of God so I may be able to stand in this evil day. And having done everything, I, Karen, stand firm. You can do it. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast for today. I want you to know I'm so happy you have joined our podcast series. You can find bookmarks for the series on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com. You can also register there to start a study group called Cup of Joy Women, and then I will send you free materials. Until next week, please know I'm praying for you that you will grow and joy and be strong in the Lord and the strength of His power as we study together. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfenjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend, Karen Dwyer, reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. <music>